Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all the latest and greatest ongoing manga releases. My name is Bruce, the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel, and with me again this week is Gautam. What's good, party people? The master of hot takes, and this week we have a special for you. Either we are able to record the week that I move and you're listening to this as a Patreon exclusive, or we can't, and this is airing instead of your normal episode. Either way, thank you, either for your money or your patience, and uh, let's go over what we're doing this week because it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, For the next 90 or so minutes, maybe two hours, we are going to express our hottest takes about Japanese media. These are bad takes that Almost no one would agree with this is a 5% or less uh, type of thing. And uh, yeah, we're going to attack the things that you love and the things that each other loves. Because I've uh, we made a list and I've read some of Gautam's and there's some pretty shit takes in here. So, And likewise, my friend. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, you seem to have a few more than me. Why, why don't you go ahead and I'll start. I'll start with the big one. Uh, one Piece. If I were to break down the aspects of One Piece, I don't think it's better than a 7 or an 8 out of 10 at anything. It's just, you know, pretty good at a lot of stuff. I don't think it does uh, anything above an 8. I think I think everything in it is max an 8. A lot of things are 6 or 7s. and I think it survives yeah. on the fact that it's a lot of really pretty good stuff, but nothing truly great. And I think this is the tricky part of numbering things on like a scale, because I think the reason is it, it if it synergizes like in terms of what good things go together. Like if character writing is really good and it's tied in uh, with like a dramatic arc, it like both enhance each other, mm-hmm. you know, like um, so even if you consider them eight out of tens, they become higher than an eight because of how well they work together. So being good at everything makes everything very good, if that makes sense. I, I guess it's kind I, of I, like I don't this. Know and this is, yeah. this is maybe, this is the colder part of the hot take, but this is, One Piece to me is sort of the the movie that gets nominated for like everything at the Oscars, right? Like, oh, it gets best director and best lead actor and best, you know, score and best screenplay and best directing. I said directing already. Um, it gets nominated for all of those and wins none of them. But it probably still takes home best picture, right? Uh, I that's, guess. That's, I, kind, I, of the, that's like, kind of the cold version of my take, right? Is that it's really, it's not good enough to be the best at any one particular thing. It's really good at a lot of things, but it still might be the best overall thing. So yeah. It, it, that's the cold, like, that's the cold side of the hot take of, one it's like Full Metal Alchemist in that way, right? Because it does everything well and mm. does nothing poorly. Uh, but so I even, mm, ooh. even if it doesn't shine in one particular aspect, it, is, it does is, everything well. So is it a hot take to say that I think if you put Full Metal Alchemist head to head with One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist takes every single category in my mind? Uh, yeah, that is a hot take. You think I that's a hot take? I, yeah, I, I I think it does. I'm trying to think of anything I would think that. One Piece does better than Full Metal Alchemist. Maybe it's maybe it's more fun, but is that a category? I don't know. Other uh, than that, I think, it, I think it does world building better. I don't think so. No. FMA has good world building, like very. FMA good, has but, good world uh, building in a tenth of the time. I think I think FMA builds a a fully realized world again in like a tenth of the time that 
that uh one, one piece, piece is an epic different. right um that's true I, 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 they, are, I, they are different genres and different different categories i, I don't stuff, think but... anything beats one piece in world building i don't think any manga does mm. uh yeah i, I it's hard because I there's so much of one. it that it's like well see yeah it's like a quantity thing right like it, it is it is a quantity thing i think for sure because i i think if you were to take so Assume FMA's monthly chapters are worth three. By length, they're really only worth two. Worth two to three One Piece chapters. I think FMA I don't think is that's a... fair to condense things, you know, like just because something is shorter. Well, and... but well, I'm, I'm trying to say that that means that if we wanted to compare the first two to three hundred chapters of One Piece, or just any two to three hundred span of One Piece to Full Metal Alchemist, I think Full Metal Alchemist does world building better yeah it's the hot take episode so we're i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it full metal alchemist and as as a disagreement to your hot take i'm saying it just can't be compared uh uh but yeah i I don't think your hot take is entirely false i just think that one piece does do things at a a 10 out of 10 or you think there's an award out there that one piece deserves to win over every other anime and manga oh yeah yeah for sure Um, you think it's world building uh, world building is the easiest to give it to. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone does. I don't know, that. man. I'm like, I, th- I can think of a couple things off the top of my head. Like, I think Berserk has really good world building. I think that could give One it Piece does. a run for its money. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying... I don't think it's a done deal. I think, I think there's a debate of, yeah. For, there's for always a building, debate but... to be had, but in my eyes, I don't think anything beats it. Even Berserk, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I haven't read Kingdom. I hear Kingdom has great world building. Kingdom uh, is also at least partially based in reality, I think, of... But it's also an epic, so that's why... It is also an epic, yeah. Maybe those two are comparable, but uh, someone would have to let me know uh, what you guys think on Kingdom's world building, because I hear it's good, but I have not read it. Yeah. I'm trying Uh, to think... uh, It's hard because there's not very many epic manga it's it's kind of impossible for there to be you know like like i I would call berserk an epic i would call one piece i would call kingdom an epic um i don't know if i can think of anything else off the top of my head that i would say yes because like even something like hajime no ipo that has you know 1300 chapters or whatever yeah it's not an epic it is an epic length but it's not really an epic even stuff that's like incredibly high quality like monster not an epic yeah, Damn. because yeah, just because it's long, it's not an epic. You're right. Like right. it's like it calling is, great there is a, anatomy yeah. an epic. You know, like it's it's not. Yeah, right. it has to have those uh, that Odyssey. You know, travel across the world, breadth of space mm-hmm. and characters, and all that kind of stuff. Which Berserk and Kingdom and One Piece all definitely have. All right. Well, that was my first one, which I think was a pretty lukewarm take that, to that, get us started. So. Yeah, that that was a lukewarm take. We just had right. discussion on you it. You got a lot of lukewarm innate, takes in here too. So let we innately one of a One Piece fanboy. Uh, yeah. I feel like I only have a few lukewarm takes. Some of these are extreme. Um, let me let me give you my first one because because it has uh you have a take in here too. Uh, mm. coincidentally, honestly, I I, <laughs> I thought uh, you looked complete, at mine and were just like. No, I thought you I looked at mine and were just I, like, "Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna counter what he said with what I'm." No, uh, when you said hot takes, this is this is one I firmly believe. I have Reddit comments where people have uh, I've posted this take and people are like, "That's okay, I respect your wrong opinion." <laughs> um, but I I firmly believe this. I think the second half of Death Note is almost as good as the first half. People are just being hyperbolic and hipstery 
uh, and have just formed their opinion on the second half of Death Note because everyone else thinks uh, says, oh, it's bad. So they they poison the well before they even go into it. I will I will lead with because the first half of Death Note, right? This is the part with L as the mm-hmm. bad as the adversary, right? Because mm-hmm. that's so good. By comparison, the second half of Death Note looks really bad. This is the Game of Thrones effect, right? It's like because the first three, four, five seasons of Game of Thrones are really good, the last two or three seasons look really bad. When if you just kind of had that kind of writing and effects and stuff from the start, people could have understood it and it would have been like, oh, this is okay. Um, But because you had such high quality before then, it makes the second half worse. That being said, wrong. The second half of Death Note is bad. It's just bad. Like, the first half is really, really good, and the second half is bad. Yeah, I, I knew this it is a, a hot take. It is uh, a repeat. I mean, it is a repeat of the first half with a worse antagonist with more useless cops in the forefront who don't do anything important or good. It, it, has, it has no new ideas other than... I'm trying to remember, because doesn't Light kill his dad at some point? Or, like... Let his no. dad die to cover yes. something up. It's kind of so. Uh, yes, but Basically, that's during the L stuff, right? But that's like right at the end of it. I want to say. Uh no, no. This is after the end. Okay. So this is this is when uh, Mello has a death note, and uh, Light forms like a task force with the police to go like breach and kill his goons and take the death note, and they do that, and his dad gets like shot mm. and uh, rushed to the hospital, and. Mello gets away, and Light uh, puts on this whole dramatic theater show to try to get Mello dead. He wants his dad to make a deal for the Shinigami eyes, which he already did, actually. And he wants him to write down Mello's name in the notebook to... Like, anyway, that, yeah. was, that, that was a good part. It was just... Uh, it's hard I, because I, 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 I think the last... I don't know how many chapters it is, but the last like episode or two... Because I watched the anime, the end ending of it is really good. Very good, yeah. I think if you just scoot up that ending and tack it on at the end of L, right? Like L dies, and then the cops chase him like very briefly, and things get out of hand, right? Things spiral out of control after after L dies. It's a really good I, series. I don't know, man. It's it I, feels like I, it's padding. It's just like all a repeat of stuff that's happened, and it's not done as well as it was done in the first half. And I don't, I and it's I don't even think it's good. Like I think, I think Death Note for the first, you know, half and the last couple of parts is like a nine to ten out of ten story. It's so good. I think the back half is like a three or a four. Like I think it's bad. Uh, I I think Mello took a bit too much screen time, but I liked N a lot. Um, and I also liked Light's downfall being due to his ego. Uh, yes, he, I mean that's classic. He, so he considered L his only adversary, adversary, and didn't think anyone else was as smart as he was. Uh, Light was, and uh, that's what got him fucked up. I I enjoyed that, and I think the second half did well on playing to what L failed at, which is just he didn't have a full deck of cards to play with. He didn't know there were supernatural elements involved. You know, like fucking. Heart attack ghosts, like no, no reasonable detective can yeah, right. assume that too fast. Uh, but it, it was interesting seeing detectives who were almost as smart as him going in with more tools than he had initially. You know, going in with the the foundation that 
of evidence that L already built. I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting, but that sounds clearly, like a great I, idea. I, it would be really nice if that was written well and executed. We hadn't seen a little bit of that in the first half, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I get why people don't like and N is basically a, a clone of L. See, um, I, I have to I, say this. You're mentioning Mellow and N. I do not remember those characters, right? I spent the same amount of time, essentially. I've watched Death Note one time through the anime. Um, mm-hmm. I've had discussions about it over the years, obviously. But I, re- like, I remember L, and I remember events that happened in the first half, and I remember the ending, and I just do not. I do not remember a character named Mellow. I assume N is the L replacement, who is also a genius. I remember that vaguely, but I don't remember the, why their they name were- was N. They were both the L replacement. Uh, Mello mm-hmm. and him were both the smartest kids, but uh, they both lacked a part of being a genius detective that L had. Yeah. Um, and I, this part I didn't like that much is when both of them worked together, they were stronger than L is, is how they thought of things. But yeah. Mello was just kind of erratic. He was smart, but he was erratic and just fucking died in that show and didn't do much uh, and, and did all the work. So I didn't it never really played out how the show implied that, oh, when you work together, you're stronger than L. It's like, no, that that's not what happened, really. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I mean, it's, you're right about um, about the ego being the downfall of, of Kira or Light or whoever. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the things that makes Death Note good in, the, in its good parts is that it's Shakespearean, right? In the sort of pride goes before the fall, mm-hmm. you know, the only, your true worst enemy is yourself and, you know, not being able to understand when uh, you're yeah. out of your depth or whatever. That being said, if the fact that L almost got him and could keep up and he didn't know that there were supernatural elements going on. For a while, yeah. Yeah, in in my mind that, see, that's enough I'm trying to think of how to say it. That's enough. That should be enough to hurt the pride of light to lead to him to act crazy, be more aggressive, think that no one can touch him and then lead to his downfall very quickly. Instead, you repeat the same shit with these other two characters who I don't remember, who aren't memorable. The stupid stuff of the police. And it just, it feels like padding. It feels like a repeat of what we've already had as far as character development and plot points, and it doesn't go anywhere. The characters were literally repeats. And I'd be lying if I said N and Mello weren't just L, you know, or N wasn't just L. Um, With that said, uh, Light in the first half only considered L a threat. And once L died, uh, his ego kind of spiraled out of control because he didn't think anyone was, anyone who could stop him still existed. Because like, countries were kind of being like okay yeah we'll, you could do whatever the fuck you want kira uh so overall i i just i i like the second i thought it brought up a lot of interesting stuff i won't say it's as good as the first half it's not yeah i think uh, i mean it, but that would be the true hot take is if you come in and you go i think the second half of death note's better than the first half this one's hot enough because no one agrees with me but i, I don't um, agree with you on this one at all i, I it's yeah i in most, fact, most I will, people don't i will follow this up with my death note hot take that i wrote in Sure, yeah. I think if a series is half good and half bad, that's a 5 out of 10 series. And that's not a very good series. And I think Death Note is that kind of series. Because I think, I would maybe, if we're, if we're ranking on like, like doing letter grades, like Death Note is like a B. It's average, right? I think the fact that Death Note has half and an ending that is really, really good, really top quality, 
and then an entire half of its series that's bad means that it's just a middling series and that it shouldn't even be in conversations for the best ever of anything. And it's it's up there. I mean, Death Note is like, I want to say the second, it's like top two or three, like most viewed, most like liked, appreciated something on Mal, right? Like it's it's up there. Like everyone has seen Death Note and everyone seems to like it. I don't think it deserves anywhere near that much accolade. I think it's average because it has an entire half of the story that's bad. And it doesn't, why why would you think that something with half of the series, like people don't, Defend Game of Thrones as a, um, oh, it's a, Game of Thrones is amazing because it's amazing for the majority of it, but then it has kind of a bad ending. But it's like, Death Note does that, and people seem to think that Death Note is amazing. I think, I think uh, as a separate problem, I think that issue of people liking Death Note is that Death Note is usually one of the first five to ten anime that anyone watches, and so they they don't know that there's better stuff out there, and they think, whoa, this is so cool. And you, you know the thing is, it is it's it's really hard to to play stuff like that because right, like a lot of people would consider Game of Thrones to be the best television they watch until it wasn't. Um, yes, and I, 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 yeah. I think like the feelings you feel during the best parts of something, like the best parts of Death Note, you still remember those fondly, right? That's like, true. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, it. all the good stuff uh, in Death Note is great. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I agree with you personally because like, okay, this is a weird take but like how i met your mother i think that finale ruined that uh, or the last few seasons completely ruined that fucking show i mean um, yeah, that show was never it wasn't the time <laughs> that good it, it, it was I, no, I watched it when it was like in its prime like my friend yeah. was like you gotta watch this is so funny and i watched a bunch of it and i was like yeah this is pretty entertaining it's pretty good and friends vibes it's kind of the last yeah it was definitely one of the last hurrahs of the classic sitcom and it was a pretty decent one yeah until it wasn't and you know what Every, no one looks back on How I Met Your Mother and says it's one of the best sitcoms of all time. I don't think it's included in those mm-hmm. conversations. And somehow, it, it's not, and Game of Thrones yeah. isn't either, right? I mean, some people might say, oh, Game of Thrones is some of the best TV at its best moments, but no one goes, oh yeah, the entirety of Game of Thrones stands with The Sopranos and The Wire and Breaking Bad. I don't think anyone, I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's some people, right, that have that opinion, but the majority of people don't have that opinion. But somehow, and this That's is my, and this is my hot now. take, somehow Death Note is exactly like those series where it has just a complete half of the series that's bad and people still include it in this sort of like best of all time, you know, rankings or it's in the top, you know, all these top lists of greatest, you know, greatest hits of anime, manga, whatever. I just do not think it deserves to be there by a long shot. Uh, Maybe people just think, uh, I think people either ignore that they don't like the second half and judge it based on the highs of the first half or they agree with me and they don't think the second half is that bad yeah that um, might be true. or it might I, just be one of those I, like I can't, I can't tell which yeah i think it also helps that the very end of it is good and it ends on a high note right whereas most of these other things that get bad don't end on a high note because a lot of times i think if you I'm trying to think like if you got to eat and have like a coursed meal and like mm-hmm. you really like the first three courses and then like course four, five, six, you're like, eh, I don't know, this isn't that good. And then a really good dessert, you're going to remember that dessert. You're going to remember that you liked the start of the meal and you really liked the end of the meal. And you're going to go, yeah, that was a pretty good meal. But if the dessert isn't yeah. good, you're going to go, well, it started really good, but then it just all went downhill and it was bad in the second half completely. So uh, I think it's, yeah. I think there's a timing thing. And I think the fact that Death Note has a really good you know, final section, very, very final section is one of the reasons that people will look back and go, oh yeah, it wasn't very good in that second half, but oh, the ending is great, and I've I've forgotten about the second half because the ending is so good, and I don't know. 
and and people really don't make anything like it. It's pretty unique. So and people have tried. Yeah, super smartphone. Well, no, more so. I mean, it's like a lot of people's introduction to anime. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You you never see. You, I don't think there's a story like this really does exist in Western like media at all. So, I I think if you pair it with like uh, pair like a a really good, let's say first half with also a pretty damn unique premise. I think it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why people, yeah, regard it really fondly. Um, yeah. and it's gripping, and it's it's easy to consume from a general standpoint. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's the I, I don't think it's the worst thing. I do not think that the entirety of Death Note is bad. I think the entirety of Death Note is middling because it has half that is good and half that is bad, and then it gets a little bump up from you know a five to a six or a C to a B or a B to a B plus because the ending is good. And I think it deserves to be talked of with I don't know stuff that's just okay. Like I don't know what's some just okay stuff that is published. Anyways, that's that's that's, that's our Death Note. Everything. That's our. Uh, that's our Death 15 Note. minutes on, on Death Note. Yeah, we like never so, need to talk about Death Note again now. What's, uh, hit me with another one of your hot takes. All right. Um, I think, uh, oh, uh, actually, okay, yeah, this one. Um, so I read a Reddit thread, right, with some hot takes, uh, just because I want to see what other people's hot takes are. Um, and they said, might have to go look at that. Anime is, is basically the lifeblood of it is slice of life stuff. It, uh slice of life is yeah it's 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 something that anime and manga does that nothing else does it's uh it's like kind of the primary thing and and for me slice of life i feel like is often used by lazy authors as an excuse to draw cute characters doing nothing and not write anything compelling uh and it appeals to an audience who is just looking for good vibes but I I don't think a ton, I, I think most slice of life stuff doesn't really take any effort. Uh you just you just need a good setting and then I guess have your characters like I don't know live their boring ass daily lives. Yeah. Uh I don't I I, yeah. I would agree with you more for things that are maybe 4 or 5 years or older. I think modern I think the Reiwa era, in addition to we, people talk about the Reiwa era, which has started in 2019, technically, I think, or maybe 2018. Um, when a new emperor of Japan starts, they change the name of the era. Mm-hmm. Manga people, just describing it for listeners in case they don't know. I know that you know. Um, manga people have noticed a turn in romance manga um, mostly shown in romance, but instead of there being this wild and long chase for 100 or 200 chapters, a confession, and then it ends, they've noticed that right around the midway point or towards the beginning, characters are getting together and dating. And I think that most rom-coms are essentially slice of lives, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, most there's, of them are sort of a... built on that on that backdrop, right? Like, there isn't a whole lot of, like, action romance, right? Like, there isn't... Uh, there isn't a Schwarzenegger kind of true lies, you know, action romance type stuff. Uh, Japan just doesn't really create that kind of media very often. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's romance, it's slice of life. It's in a school setting. It's very, you know, we're doing a school festival and we're doing this very slice of life stuff, right? They're just living their life, getting part-time jobs, whatever. Um, I think the 
I, I will say, I, I mostly agree with your take that Slice of Life is not hard to write, and it isn't, it doesn't, I'm trying to think of how to, there's sort of, I hate to say there's rules to story building, but there's a, there's a, there's building blocks of story, character introduction, rising action, that kind of thing, and Slice of Life just kind of goes, nah, whatever, like, Something happens and whatever, and don't worry about rising, falling action. It can all be rising action until it's over in a panel or a page. So in that regard, I agree with you. Um, I do think the Rewa era and this change in, in romance, Slice of Life specifically, is doing some better things. I would give you something like um, The Great Jahisama. You have not read that, I don't think. Maybe you read a little bit of it. The right, the reverse isekai little demon girl who is the second in command to the demon lord. Oh yeah, I I think I recommended that to you. Yeah, yeah, I maybe. Anyways, that. that's a slice of life. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a good one. And it started probably or maybe maybe early 2019, maybe 2020. Um, I think it was 2019 though. Um, uh, that starts and it's pretty kind of classic. You know, nothing really happens. Uh, it's actually really depressing for the first couple chapters. This is like the most down on the luck person I've ever seen. Like nothing goes right for her. But uh, by the time yeah. you get maybe 10 or 12 chapters in, there's like real character development. There's real kind of not high stakes, but there are stakes. There's character stakes. There's development and stuff like that. And I've seen that happen to a lot of other things that previously would not have done it right. There's this, Basically what I'm saying is I agree with you pre-Rewa era. I think the Rewa era, I think I think slice of lives are changing. And I think I think while people are labeling it as a change to the romance genre, I think it's actually more a change to slice of life in general. Um and I think that's more of a trend towards character focus, development, overarching plot. These things that are generally completely missing from slice of lives that you're kind of complaining about what makes them simpler, easy to write that I would agree with, right? If you don't have an overarching plot, if you're just, you know, what's the what's the goof of the week for Slice of Life, that's very lame. Now, not everyone has escaped it. I think a lot of series, especially if they started before 2019 or before 2018 maybe, are stuck in that rut. I would say Komi-san is stuck in that rut. I think that is a garbage uh, yeah. series that... that it took them 300 and whatever chapters to get a confession. They've been on one date in another 60 chapters and it is just random garbage slice of life bullshit. And I hate it. Uh, I, I think there's it a lot of series like that too. That one also suffers from the, I, I find that the author is pretty unfunny. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and for a, a gag manga to be unfunny in my, in my personal perspective on that and in, in humor, uh, I, if a gag manga isn't working, uh, I think Comey is just like a large waste of time. But would you agree that it's a pretty good example of what you're talking about, of how uh, it's yeah. just kind of silly side stories that don't really develop any characters? You know, like the main... Has... Have either Comey or... Who's the main guy? Tadano. The main male and female characters in Comey-san. Have either of them had any changes to their personality since chapter one? Or do they just, does Komi just have more friends? And does Tanano just have a girlfriend now? I think that they're the exact same characters. I don't think they've had any development at all. I think that's what you're complaining about. I would agree that there are a lot of series that are like that. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, like, I think Slice of Life I inherently 
avoids changing the status quo because yes and that's uh, what you're complaining that, about and i yeah i see i see where that, you're coming from and i agree yeah because uh essentially like living a day-to-day comfy life and going for the vibes you want to sell means that you don't want to change the status quo because changing it is usually due to conflict of some kind uh conflict uh usually develops characters but you don't really see much of that yeah Um, and that's yeah yeah. conflict developing characters that's exactly the kind of like building blocks of story that i'm talking about that you are complaining these slice of lives are missing and i'm saying yeah they don't they don't stick to these rules, right? I mean, the classic story mm-hmm. is a person in a situation, in a place, and something disrupts their normality and they push back against it or have to adjust or have to change their character or have to change their world or push back. And the slice of life is sort of like, I don't have money for a soda today. Let me go ask all my friends. This person gave me a free soda. That's the chapter. That was 10 pages. See you next week. Right. There's really not there there are little uh there are little problems introduced and they're solved so quickly that the characters are never allowed to grow from them. Hardly ever. So uh and that's why my favorite slice of life is is Silver Spoon. Um And I would yeah. yeah. And Silver Spoon is kind of a man, it's so hard to describe it as a slice of life because it's much more of like a it slice is tough, right? of specific someone else's life. Uh, a slice of a life you cannot relate to yeah but so it's like jay right you're not a demon but you you can relate to like going through like rent problems i guess yeah and i think yeah and that's that's the thing that kind of separates silver spoon and one of the reasons why i think it is so good is is so good is that most slice of life i think does picks that genre because they go oh i can write about relatable situations that either most of my readers or the majority of people who would be my readers can relate to, right? Working a job, being out of rent, living in a small apartment, uh, going through high school, doing, you know, getting a part-time job. All of those things are like classic slice of life tropes. Whereas in Silver Spoon, it's like, okay, uh, like raising a pig for slaughter. Like that's not something most, if, if almost any of the readers can actually relate to. But it, But for the people in the story, it is a slice of their life. So it feels yeah, very different it, to me than just a slice of life. It feels like a, I don't even know how to describe it. There's not really a word for it. I'd have to make one up, which I, which I like to do, but I think, I think what helps the readers is that Hotchikin, the main character is also a fish out of water. So to him, it's not a slice of his normal life either. Right. So he's yeah, kind absolutely. of the audience surrogate in for new situations. Um, yeah. so, so I think it melds, melds genres pretty well. Yeah, and I think uh, but, that a lot of the really good slice of life do that also. They take a slice of a very specific or unique life as opposed to a generic life. I think the generic slice of life is where they have a downfall. I'll, I mean, my favorite series is K-On, right? And they do a lot of the generic slice of life stuff, but they also like play rock shows. And like I, I mentioned this, I want to say, in our last special, but that's something that I can relate to as a very specific relation, and that's not something I get to see to relate to very often. But I think it's also cool for people who can't relate to it directly to see something cool like uh like a rock performance on stage or an underground rock show or like Eurocamp, like going camping in winter in oh, japan like, like how many people who who in you know america watched and loved Eurocamp and have ever been camping in winter in japan i have not but i still loved it because it was this very kind of specific slice of a very uh like niche life i think those are the kind of slice of lives that will always work even if they don't have uh 
um, the sort of character things that we were complaining about earlier. And, you know, you're like, I don't think anyone really develops in your camp, but uh, so it technically a little bit, follows, much, yeah. it technically follows on, uh, falls under my complaint, but I do love your camp. So like the, it, they sold me the vibes very well. I think yeah. the music, everything about it, I, I am comfy when they camp. Uh, yeah. And I, I will say uh, I have, I do have a slice of life uh, in my top five, which is Yotsuba. And I absolutely adore it. It's fucking amazing. But that's, yeah, and I've only read a little bit of Yotsubato, but I think that's, again, the reason it's good is because it's not, it's not necessarily something you generally relate to or a wide audience, but it's like, okay, but the little girl specifically is very cute and very funny, and because it's like more of a specific slice of her life or slice of her family's life, that it works better, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this is a sidetrack, but uh, also one of the few children in any anime or manga that's written like a child you know so mm. uh that's good too uh all right. let's hear one of yours all right let's get on to the real true hot takes this is the first one whenever you ask me what what hot takes i have this is the first one all right back. all right brother let's hear it there is one series that i think is responsible for more harm to creativity in anime and manga than any other series in history and i think it's bleach and by, by relation, slightly, maybe Yu Yu Hakusho, because they're almost the same plot, but Bleach is the more popular one, and so I think it did more harm. Let me expand on this. I'm going to describe to you a series. It takes place in Japan, in Tokyo. There are high school people who fight the undead or demons or other. Uh, there's some aspect of possession and soul powers. What am I talking about? What series? It could be Bleach. This could be Yu Yu Hakusho. It could be Jujutsu Kaisen. It could be Skeleton Double. That's a recent one. This could even be Demon Slayer. We could be talking about Death Note. We could be talking about Tokyo Ghoul. And those are just the popular ones. There's more that have come out that are garbage and bad that people have forgotten about. Um, And the fact that they are literally all based on nearly the exact same premise as something that came out 22 years ago. I think Bleach started in 2001. Why do yeah. I hate that people keep copying Bleach? It is the most, it is easily of the big three, right? Of One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Bleach seems like the most accessible because it takes place in Japan. And I think it's the most boring because of it. And I hate it, that people keep copying it. I hate that I am so, so, so tired of reading about high school kids in Japan fighting demons or the undead or. Anything like that. I'm so tired of it. It is such a boring... It, it isn't even that it's a boring I premise. Agree, it has been done to death. And it's Bleach's fault that it's been done to death. I blame Bleach for all of that. You know, it's interesting. Because I, I would say uh, just one asterisk here. Bleach is probably more popular than Yu Yu Hakusho. But the the reason Togashi gets so many breaks with Hunter x Hunter is Yu Yu Hakusho is the only reason Jump is still around. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was huge at the time and kept that kept jump running but uh yeah just so just a quick shout out to you hawk show there before getting on to what you said well about and Bleach. a shout out for you hawk show because again it it did this premise first maybe six years before bleach did five or six maybe i'm trying and it's, I, very, it's very good yeah yeah i've heard it's better i haven't i haven't read or seen it um but again i think it's i think it's more more due to the popularity of bleach right how big it is in yeah late, late 2000 mid late 2000s 
right? In in the big three era, it's weird that we have no One Piece clones. I, I, are there any I like real Naruto clones? Like not really, right? Like, that that one there's surprises a, there's to some, me. There's some there's some kind of Naruto offshoot. I mean this there's this new thing Jingashi X, right? I don't know if you read it. It's literally just Chinese Naruto. It's literally just like Naruto. It. No, I, I, don't, I don't like it either. Like, I haven't even seen that much Naruto, and I can look at it and I just go, this is literally just, it's three kids in a ninja city or a vampire hunting city in this case. They're all trying to be the next vampire hunter slash Hokage. It's the same plot. So this is maybe the first time I've seen it. There's some other stuff, but... It didn't the, have the character flaws of Naruto either. Like, it's so No, strange. and it doesn't... Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, and people haven't copied Naruto as much, again, because I think... It's Naruto is more high fantasy, right? In that its mm-hmm. world is not real. It, people are drawing kind of an old, it's more of like a what, like an old Japanese, like Edo era style stuff, as opposed to like modern Japan, which Bleach is just 2001 modern Japan is when Bleach takes place. And that's what it is. And all of these modern ones are just 2000 and whatever modern Japan, right? Tokyo Ghoul is just 2009 modern Japan. Um, and they're all just the same. And I, I understand why, especially in the digital age when people are taking uh, like just pictures of backgrounds and using them as backgrounds in their in their manga. It's it's much easier to say, well, the setting for my series where my high school person, my high school aged kid is fighting demons or vampires or whatever is just going to be Tokyo because there's a lot of pictures of Tokyo. I can send someone to go out and take a picture and that can be my background and we're good to go and I don't have to draw it. Whereas... Um, Bleach and One Piece are in these fantasy worlds where you have to create your own world. And as we've kind of seen, there are some really good world building stuff in manga and anime, but they're mostly like, I don't know, they're mostly, it's mostly not very good. I would say if you compared the entirety of manga to the entirety of like science fiction fantasy just from the last 20 years, or even maybe from like 1980 to 2000 like science fiction fantasy has way cooler world building ideas and world building i think that's because it's easier to get published uh as like a uh, science fiction writer um whereas you, there's you a have... lot more manga being published than there are books. sure but i'm saying like um the big ones right you're like you're talking about bleach you're talking about demon slayer you're talking about jjk yeah, yeah. all all uh weekly shonen jump things they're the biggest so when you when you go to this shonen jump you kind of want to be risk averse. Like you can't make a new one piece. Um, first, like you have to make your own world. You have to think of building all this shit out. Same with Naruto, but bleach, you already have the benefit. I think of, of relating to high school students who live in Japan. You have the inherent, uh, modern setting, which people can relate to as well as like the spiritual aspects of their culture being utilized in a cool way. So you you have things that they're already used to being utilized. So you, you don't have to do a lot of building on your own, and you can you get like a you can kind of instantly build that buy-in from the audience. I yeah, feel um, I agree. You're definitely correct on that. Do, do you think so. that's why these are popular? It's part of it. I think it's definitely yeah. part of it. I th- I don't know if it's the largest part, but it is a very large part because yeah, I I agree. If you come and you say, hey, I want to make you know a shonen, so it's you know a boy aged 14 to 18 and he's fighting demons blah 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 and they go well what's the setting well i don't know i was thinking you know maybe it's high fantasy you know maybe it's in this like 
maybe it's in Western Europe in 1800s, or maybe it's, you know, in America in 1776. And they go, well, what if you just did modern Tokyo? And, and that way, every modern Tokyo high school boy would want to read it or want to relate to it. And if it does take off, you know, all the all the people in Tokyo will want to read it or all the people in the town or whatever, right? Like it's it's yeah. a huge setting, I think, is a huge part of it. Setting, I think, is the main reason why we haven't seen someone else try One Piece, right? Like how is, I mean, One Piece is the second largest comic property, maybe not by money making, but by sales, right? Like I think it's I think it's up past Batman again. It's past Batman, but uh, under Superman. Under yeah. Superman, right? Yeah. It's, it's the second largest thing in the world. And like, how many Superman ripoffs are there, right? How many, there's a lot. And there's like versions of bad Superman. And there's like, oh, I'm going to tell this Superman story in this different way. There's all these, there's all these weird and interesting angles and approaches that different authors take to one idea. And mm-hmm. no one else has tried one piece at all. No one else has I, tried I, to to write an epic. Yeah. I agree that it's hard. I also think it's weird that no one is even trying it, right? Like, can you name any series where you go, oh, it looks like they were kind of trying a One Piece-like thing? Because I can't think of anything. I mean... I can only I can only think of one. Uh, it's Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale? Okay. I'll, I'll give you Fairy Tale, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about That's it, but... That's the only one I could think of, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe, um, maybe Black Clover is a little One Piece-like. I don't know enough about that either. To say uh, it's, it's, it's like more classic show than Naruto right? had a baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's generic, but you know, I, I, it's like uh, One Piece. If you think about it, right? Like, I don't, I don't think the appeal to One Piece is that pirates are cool. You know, you you think of Naruto and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, ninjas are cool and their jutsus I are mean, cool. I don't know, but I do I don't think there going was a, into it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I think going into it, like the appeal of One Piece and why it works so well is because of the narrative, the world building, like the characterization that Oda does. And that's something that's incredibly hard to replicate. Uh, whereas I think a setting or some of the easier narrative narrative devices, like uh, a relatable character background or a relatable setting, that's mm-hmm. that's like tangible. That's easier to just put on paper than, I don't know, a, a subjective thing like good writing or good world building. Yeah, I mean, I... I agree with you. I think that's why people keep reading One Piece. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's always that outside looking in. Why should I, you know, what is this? There's a, there's a thing called the strange attractor. This is something that uh, a lot of the book people I follow talk about, right? The strange attractor is your sort of elevator pitch for your one book, right? Like if I was trying to pitch Mistborn to you, um, Mistborn is Ocean's Eleven with magic based around metals, right? Like that's the strange attractor. And that has to do with, and it's set in 1880s France, essentially. It's not, it's in a fantasy world, but it's essentially, you know, 1880s to 1910 France. It's a heist, it's a heist book and there's magic that has to do with metals. Um, and that's kind of, they're all, that's the strange attractor stuff, right? And the strange attractor of One Piece is it's a pirate, you know, it's a pirate world, but the pirates are, but the the good guys are pirates. And, you know, there's interesting, the magic system is varied and random, you know, in a way that you can't really describe it or put limits on it. Um, I just think it's strange that there, mm-hmm. there hasn't, no one else has tried, there's like no, if I just say list me some pirate manga or anime, like, okay, One Piece and... 
And uh, is there anything else that's a pirate-based story out of Japan? There's probably it, something that's it, small. Maybe that Vinland I, Saga, but that's like so yeah, different. No, but Vinland Saga's Norse Vikings, and and like were the Vikings pirates? Like by definition, yeah, but they aren't classic Caribbean pirates in the way that One Piece is, right? Right. There's just like not. I mean, there's probably some smaller stuff that's like maybe more directly pirated, but there's just there's just not any. Just no one wants to come near it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is very, which is so. I I, I wonder why. This is going to be a big tangent, but I wonder why no one wants to touch Oda's One Piece because Superman is not is not you know sacred in the same way. Everyone has touched Superman. Everyone has touched a version of Batman or the Flash, right? Of all these mm-hmm. classic heroes, there's all these versions of them over here. And again, back to Bleach and even Naruto, uh, but more Bleach. That's kind of there's, that's not sacred. I mean, even Bleach kind of has its roots in in something like Fist of the North Star, right? That just takes place in Japan as there's kind of this light magic versus dark magic guys punching. Now, Fist of the North Star is much more kind of seinen and even berserk and stuff like that, right? Uh, is influenced from Fist of the North Star. Jojo, incredibly so. Um, but like just no one has, it's so weird to me that no one has gone, man, One Piece is so great. What if we just made One Piece, but it was like a Western? Or like, what if we just did One Piece, but it was like in the sky? Like, there's so many little things you could just do. It's like, what if we just did One Piece, but instead of pirates, it's this? Or what if we did, you know, this story, but it's pirates? Like, you could do, here's an idea. Like, you could literally take take the Bleach uh, cornerstone, right? it's, It's a high school aged main character, who make who has some kind of power that has to do with death demons, devils, the undead, or something, and he has to he has to fight back and there's some aspect of possession. What if you move that and said, okay, but high school takes place on a boat on the high sea, and the ghosts and possessions are old dead sailors who still sail around the sea. Um doesn't this already sound more interesting than than Bleach does? Because you've changed the setting of it to pirates or on the sea. It does to me, so maybe not just because I have one piece, but like if yeah, you sure, say, sure. say something, maybe you say a Western. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I think that, yeah, something I don't understand is why someone, in my mind, when I look at one piece and I go, you know what would be cool would be a version of one piece in the American West in about 18, you know, in, in a fantasy version of, you know, about 1870 or something, right? 1880. Maybe mm-hmm. technology is kind of coming on, but I don't know. I, I think like it's it, if you think about it, right? Like why why does one why is one piece not replicated? I, I think what it has going for it outside, outside of the, the unique setting is like world building, consistency, like the author remembering it. Yeah, but those are all but, things but, that are execution style inside the series. Like I'm just really talking about the ideas, like like why why like no more pirate is, stuff. Well, so I mean, this the Bleach idea, right? Like Bleach was wildly popular. I read a little bit of it. It's fine. It isn't really bad or good. It was just okay. Um, One Piece is good and well executed. So like, yes, I can recommend One Piece to people by saying it's really well written and it has great world building and it's super Mm -hmm. fun and the action is great and the characters are lovable and it has good character arcs and the, you know, the battles are cool and all I can say all that stuff. But if you get like a one, you know, a, a 15 second elevator pitch for One Piece or, you know, you say, uh, it's magical pirates and they fight against, you know, 
the the magical world government and other magical pirates and that's the that's the the plot just like bleach is high school kid with with demon possession powers just like Jujutsu Kaisen is high school kid with demon possession powers just like Tokyo Ghoul is high school kid with demon possession powers right that's just like the idea we talk about how like I say this a lot like ideas are cheap right it's all about execution and that's why One Piece is good right One Piece isn't a novel or like original idea Pirates is not an original idea his magic system is good it's it's better once you're reading it but if I just described you like oh yeah you just eat a fruit and it gives you a random magical power you'd be like okay cool that's been done before, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. consume something and you get magic from it. That's not an original idea. That's an old idea in fantasy. The idea of One Piece is... There's n- there's nothing sacred about the idea of One Piece. And so I guess... I mean, I guess what you're saying is right. I, I guess it's just the fact that it's so good inside of the series that no one wants to touch it. It's just weird that even in the first couple of years... like, I mean, in the first three to five years after One Piece came out and was popular... Was it so sacred that no one else wanted to try to do a pirate manga or I, something like that? I don't know. It seems weird to me. I, I, I think it, it's what I said about like the talent of Oda, sure. But I also think it's like you have to think uh, this guy has committed like 30 years of his life to this shit. Um, and he's kept it consistent for those 30 years. Will you be able to compete with that if well, you make something there was, Will, will there you was be the able to break? There was the, the Halloween island i i didn't even think that was a bad arc i, I just thought it was okay i didn't think um, it was very good <laughs> all right but, but it's way, about the only um, like really bad arc in my opinion but you, you know what i mean right? yeah, like, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it can can you keep it tight and keep it break your back and do this work for 30 years your whole life the rest of your life in order to compete with this guy and i think as a, as a proposition i would say oh fuck no like i i ain't gonna i ain't gonna fucking do that he definitely, uh, yeah. The the longevity of the quality of work that Oda has put out is rewarded and recognized by most, right? Like, that's that's not up for debate, that one of the reasons One Piece is so good is that it has stayed good and it has not lost quality. It has arguably gained quality over the years. Yeah, it's it's like, um, if, if I see someone at, uh, like, if I had to... to go into a boxing match with someone right and this person goes to the gym every fucking day of their lives they they eat incredibly well and me i'm more like a normal person where i go to the gym like three days a week like no i don't want to box that person right i don't want to box that person because they'll kick my ass um and i i think that's what one piece is about it's like oda is just kind of an insane person in his work ethic and i don't I don't think normal humans can keep up and I know I can't, you know, like that's, I don't have that work ethic. But, and I agree. I, so let uh, me, let me flip your simile into asking the question and you don't necessarily have to answer it. This is, this is a question for me and for the audience to ponder, I guess. Um, sure. In your boxing thing, right? Oda is the boxer who has been doing this for 30 years and you don't want to try him out. Um, why wouldn't you, maybe you're a, a newcoming boxer heading into the, heading into the fights or training or whatever. Maybe you've got your first fight, right? You're getting published in in a manga magazine. Um, why wouldn't you look at his gloves or his shoes or what he wears, right? I'm comparing what he wears to, say, like, the fact that his series is a it takes place on the ocean and is a pirate-based series. Why wouldn't you look mm-hmm. at those and go, well, he's been doing it for so long, he's got to know what he's talking about with the shoes that he wears, so why don't I just buy the same shoes that he has? Why don't I just write a pirate manga and everyone will... I... Anyways, it's it's a hypothetical question. 
because the part that I'm I'm bewildered by is just that literally no one else has written a pirate manga in 30 years. That just it blows my mind that no one else has even tried. And I I understand kind of why, but I also think it's strange that I mean it, it, it the competition it is, it is, is still him at the end of the day, right? Just because you buy I, yeah. shoes doesn't mean you're him. Like that, you're still gonna have to right. fight. Well, and that's you know, yeah. That, that's this. I think that's like the blocker for for people. I, I think it's like your 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 competition when you make this series is the best selling manga of all time. Right. And so I, then why? Yeah. So then why in the year, two years after Demon Slayer's the best selling manga of the year? And a year after Jujutsu Kaisen outsells One Piece, why are we getting more bleach-based bullshit? I'm just going to call it that. I'm going to call it BBB, bleach-based bullshit. Why after two bleach clones? Uh, yeah, see, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at of why this of why I think Bleach has done irreparable harm to the manga industry is I don't think we're ever going to stop getting Bleach clones. Um, I think because I think there are people now who are. 14, 15, 16, and they are going to grow up on Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, and they're going to copy that, and it's going to be Bleach again, and we're not going to get uh, potentially more creative series. Um, this is, a little bit of this happened, I'll go on a little bit of a tangent, um, a little bit of this kind of happened in the 60s and 70s in fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the 30s and 40s, uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings comes out and then it's it's hugely popular. It's like legitimately a bestseller for all those years. I guess it, no, it would have been post 40. It would have been late 40s, early 50s. So maybe this is like 50s, 60s, 60s, 70s. Um, and then everybody tries to copy it and everybody copies it. And a couple of some of them are good, some of them are bad. And that kind of goes on for 10 or 20 years. And then the people in the more of the 80s and 90s is the kind of fantasy that I grew up reading. They are, they are copying the people who copied Tolkien, and maybe they read Tolkien, but they sort of grew up on other more recent authors, and you can still see Tolkien's influence in a lot of these authors from the 80s and the 90s. Now, we've started to get away from that. I think internet, uh, not internet culture, but internet connectivity, the fact that you can just go and like see that this looks like, you know, like, oh, that's, this is taken straight from, uh, straight from Lord of the Rings or whatever, um, has changed that, but it is interesting to me because a lot of the fantasy that I grew up on was from the 80s and 90s, and I would talk about it and talk about how I liked it with my aunt, who's like a big fantasy reader, and she would tell me like, oh, it's just, it's all just Lord of the Rings, we're all just rewriting Lord of the Rings, and those guys maybe were, you know, 40, 50 years removed from Lord of the Rings. Now, Bleach, I'll say it, I'll clip this, because I'll put this on, I'll put this on YouTube Short or TikTok or something, is Bleach the Lord of the Rings of manga? Because it is destined to be endlessly copied and repeated in a lesser, a lesser form and iterated on until it's both unrecognizable and undoubtedly still bleach. If we're talking about your analogy to Tolkien, it would be Yu Yu Hakusho. Because it, it is, it, no, it, it bleach maybe. popularized it, but... Well, Bleach and got their plot from Yu Yu Hakusho, right? And well, so. and there's there's arguments that, I mean, Lord of the Rings was not the first appearance of elves in fiction or dwarves in fiction, but he popularized it. So I would say, right. in that regards, 
all of those sort of high fantasy tropes are were popularized by Tolkien. They were not originated by Tolkien, by and large. There were some things I think that he had original. I couldn't I couldn't list them for you, but um, that's why that's why I would say that that Bleach, right? Like, yeah, Yu Hakusho also probably wasn't the first to do all those things. It was it was it was immensely popular first. So I but it wasn't see, but it wasn't immensely popular to the degree that Bleach was, right? Yu Hakusho, uh, I think, sold in the like twenty to fifty million total range, and Bleach is up at like hundreds of millions, right? Like I, I can look up manga sales, but yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, but like, I, I feel like the only reason Shonen Jump even exists is because of Yu Hakusho. So it's hard to say, right? Like, cultural influence wise, I, it's Yu Hakusho if you put if you think about it in that regard, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. It's I, an interesting conversation, uh, and I, like it. I, I wait desperately for the day that there is not a bleach. Cl- here's, here's a question and, hypothetical. I, I'm waiting for the day there is not a bleach derivative in. There is not a BBB, right? There is not a bullshit bleach. What did I call it? Fuck. I, I don't remember. Uh, forgotten already. How long do you think it takes until there's not a bleach derivative in? in WSJ, in Weekly Shonen Jump. Because right now, um, Jujutsu Kaisen is still being published. Uh, I would argue Tokyo Bride Story is a little bit that kind of thing. I'm sure to think of what else is being published. Uh, uh, it's never going to happen. It, it, Jump ha, Jump's lifeblood has always been this story. It was Yu Hakusho, then it was Bleach, then it was Demon Slayer. Uh, there, there will always be... <laughs> there, there will always be a Lich King in this regard. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. And if you kind of, if you kind of think about it, like One Piece, if if we're talking about inspirations, right? It, it it's all Togashi, uh, not Togashi. Sorry, uh, Kishimoto. Like, um, One Piece is uh hugely inspired by Dragon Ball. Yeah, that makes me. <laughs> do you want to do a real quick hot take from Dragon Ball here? Uh, yeah, sure. We can move on to the next one. Yeah, Bleach is Bleach is doing harm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, Part of that is me. I just don't, I don't like those kinds of stories. I think that they are, okay, those stories are not for me, right? A story Mm -hmm. of a 15 year old boy with demon killing powers is not for me at 32 years of age. Um, My hot take on Dragon Ball is that if, if people went back and read Dragon Ball chapters like one to 10, which I did last year, it's like cancelably, cancelably bad. There is sexual assault in like every single chapter. Goku yeah. is like is like I think it's Bulma, right? Who's at the start of yeah. Dragon Ball? He's like taking off her clothes and touching her and her in her no no places every chapter. And like old men are peeping on her in every chapter. And it's I, bad. I, like it's really say, bad. Modern sensibilities do not jive with original Dragon Ball. I haven't read it as recently as you, um, but I only remember one chapter with Goku. I, I I thought the Goku stuff was a little bit harmless in in the fact that he is an alien who doesn't and a little and boy he's a who kid, so like, it's a little like, he didn't a understand little more forgivable, but yeah, but girls was, don't uh... have dicks. Um, but <laughs> Roshi, every you're right, everything yeah, Roshi does bad. is problematic, and um, yeah, uh, even even. But there is one wrong thing about what you said, that Dragon Ball is cancelable by today's standards, because in Dragon Ball Super, uh, Roshi 
literally wanted to rape a woman. Um, mm. But it's played off in like, uh, uh, that's just Roshi. Look at that. Look at that old perv kind of a way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Roshi is very problematic. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, that, and that... and by extension, and I'm not going to say the author is problematic. Or the author is the one who wrote a problematic character in all of this sexual assault that happens in Dragon Ball. I, I, I don't I, think he's problematic. It's uh, he's from part. a he's from an older time, yeah. which is less less modern. Which again, which is why I say if you apply modern standards, um, which the majority, you know majority of internet online people kind of agree on all of these things that all these things are wrong and bad and and stuff like that he's he's not from that era so you know it's hard to ascribe personal responsibility for the kinds of you know stupid and bad writing that i think this is but yeah no i think if you told any dragon ball z fan like hey go read the first 10 chapters of dragon ball published in whatever fucking 87 or whatever 91 Mm -hmm. i don't remember if you told me to go read it, they'd be like, "Any, any, any problematic shit in there? You see anything weird? You see any? Uh, you see girls getting touched every single chapter? Did you? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, it, it it literally put me off from reading it because it was like, I understand there was some good stuff in Dragon Ball. His action paneling is great. His art is cool. It's unique. Dragon Ball is they, incredibly influential for everything, right? Maybe Dragon Ball is the thing maybe most comparable to One Piece, right? There, I see a lot of similarities there. Yeah, it would be the other way around, but you're absolutely right. What do you mean the uh, other way around? Uh, One Piece is comparable to Dragon Ball, so just because it was first. Um, and Oda took huge inspiration from that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, if, if, I, if I said that wrong. Yeah, Dragon Ball was first, and Oda is influenced by Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, side topic on that. Um, I'll keep this short, but like, I'm going to link you this interview with Oda and Kishimoto, because uh, Kishimoto doesn't remember shit about Dragon Ball, and Oda <laughs> remembers everything about Dragon Ball. Yeah. So... Like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, my favorite character is Tao Pai Pai, the assassin. And Kishimoto's <laughs> like, who's that? Which which one was that? <laughs> it's just really funny. That's funny. Uh, whoever's listening should look that up. Anyway. I'm um, a, I want to look that up because that's funny. Okay, well, I, I did two yeah, in a row. That was right. a short one. Yeah, uh, Dragon speak, Ball is cancelable. <laughs> Uh, How I Met Your Mother, which I mentioned earlier, is very cancelable. Barney Stinson's a monster in today's standards. I mean, but, I think uh, most, uh, I mean, yeah. Most yeah. rom-coms from about 1940, 1940 to 2000, I don't know, 12, 2014. Yeah, are hit on some pretty bad stuff. There's stuff in Friends that's awful that I've seen. There's stuff in Frasier. I love Frasier. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. There's stuff in there that's not appropriate for, you it know. It does for, age well. Yeah, and it hasn't aged. Well. standards. Yeah. yeah, I get you. So I did two in a row. Give me, give me one of yours. What else is, uh, what other hot sure. takes? Warm me up. I'm cold. What other hot takes you got? Uh, yeah, um, uh, the, my hair. My go to the bathroom. Long go on. Actually, wait. Quick break. Going... I'm just gonna okay, clap okay. so that I can see where the break is. If I forget to cut that in the recording, I'm sorry. I'm going to the bathroom real quick. Okay.
Okay. Okay, because I know I'm going to forget to cut that. The reason you clap at those times is you look on the video editor. Audio and peaks. Yeah, well, yeah, you see those audio peaks. You go, ah, that's, that's where I need to cut because there's an audio peak because he clapped right there. Anyways, uh, go ahead with your hot take. Yeah, okay. My, mine is, uh, yeah, let me, because I think we covered a few of mine uh, or vaguely discussed it. So let me say that I think uh, 99% of romantic comedies uh, start, even the ones that start strong, dip into mediocrity at some point. Most of them stay there. Some of them come back out after a week arc and get good again. Uh, and I'd say 100% of romantic comedies do this if Kaguya didn't exist. I, I, I think it never dipped into mediocrity. So you're literally uh, saying every other romantic comedy that isn't, that isn't Kaguya-sama, even if it has, starts good, becomes mediocre, and none of them are good. Uh, no. No, I, I say they dip into mediocrity. I think a lot of them stay there, but I think a lot of them come back out and get good again and just have a weak arc. But uh, I, oh, okay. I think, I and and I think the reason for that is uh, they all rehash the same tropes, right? Um, and they all try to extend the carrot. Uh, they have a carrot and stick approach, and they all extend the carrot out as far as they can without giving it to the audience. Um, and in doing so, it they have either frustrating chapters where they rely on the trope of misunderstanding each other or improper communication to go further, uh, or they they uh, rely on the same tropes that have been done for like a hundred fucking years, like school festivals, like, oh... Uh, you don't like school they're... festival arcs? Are you kidding me? No. I, I love fine. school festival arcs. They, they all do the maid cafe. They all do the horror house. Yep, maid and... cafe, horror yeah. house, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the play. The play is a classic one. Yeah. So, so I, I think, um, I think all rom coms get mediocre at some point. Uh, I think the best ones recover from it. And then there's Kaguya, who I don't think ever dipped into mediocrity. I've never had an arc of Kaguya where I thought, oh, this is mid. You know, like, or I'm yeah. not a fan of this. I, yeah. I like it all. Kaguya through, is the exception, anyway. certainly. Have you read? Uh, in my eyes, at least. Yeah. Tell me, have you read? Um, the story, what is it called? It's called like the story of the prefect and the girl with the skirt of inappropriate length. Yeah. Do you I know have. what I'm talking about? Okay. Because I think that's I, a super consistently really good rom-com. And I do uh, not think that's dipped so, at all. Uh, I Yet. I don't, I, I like the main characters, but I don't really like the side characters at oh, all. Oh, really? I love um, the side characters. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any of the side characters except I don't like for any the of the side characters. What? Are you, except, ex this is a hotter no, I, take than your romance bullshit. The side characters yeah. in that series are fucking great. I hate them. Um, aside from the vice president and the president, I, I was like going to say the president, and the vice president are awesome. And yeah, yeah, I like yeah, the that, the girlfriends are. I think they're all hilarious and unique. It, like one of them has short hair, and it's like oh, you never actually see like a real girl with short hair, like a butch haircut. That's cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of them, and I'm not a fan of like the book guy and the medicine uh the you know, like the medicine medical. guy oh he's no. so, the doctor guy he's so good yeah. and their parents are both great all their families are so good the families I are good I, I i wasn't counting them but yeah the families are fine they're they're good uh, so tell me this then tying it back to what we talked about a little bit earlier do you think this is getting better over the last in the rewa era right in the last three or four years has romance gotten better or is it all still just trash to you that is usually pretty bad or has a bad down arc or whatever? Uh, I, in my 
in my opinion, yeah, it's gotten better. But uh, I I think that's because they cut to the chase faster. Uh, but I think what we're suffering from now is that after, like, for the longest time, romance has been um, kind of a thing where you, you don't get the couple together till the end, and then you end it after they get together. Uh, I think the symptom of that is uh, we have right now in the Raywire era, uh, we have more people getting together earlier on, but then the author does not know how to write a relationship in an interesting way. Mm. Yes, because and, they have not read that yeah. at all, because it is a recent thing. Oh Yeah, or, or they haven't been in a relationship themselves, so they, right, they right. don't know how to write one in, in a compelling way. Uh, and this is not just manga. I think uh, a lot of will-they-won't-they they type of things uh, in all media suffer from, oh, this couple got boring once they got together. Uh, and I think yeah. a good I mean... <laughs> romance or author can can write a, a interesting couple, yes. you know? I... Yeah. People have been dealing with exactly what you talked about in uh, sitcoms for years. Everyone mm -hmm. knows, like, oh, when Ross and Rachel got together, that was worse, or ratings dropped, or whatever. And when you know the Jim people in Pam. Cheers got together, when when whoever in How I Met Your Mother, like we were talking about, like it is this is not a Japan specific thing of that mm -hmm. that getting people together is fun and dramatic. And once they're together, how do you create drama when the tension is gone? Um, so yeah, I mean it's 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 a problem. I agree. I I don't know if I would speak as broadly as you do on this. I think there's a lot of good romance. I also think there's a lot of good shoujo jose romance that probably neither of us really read. Um, I see people talk uh, about that yeah. on Twitter, when um, we don't really touch on that. I've I've dipped my toes into it a little bit, and I think that that's more realistic and a lot less uh a lot less story of the chase and it's not high, it's not all high school based the way that shonen romance is right like every shonen romance is kids in high school um right i mean like telework right like telework's a, a jose technically so yeah like that's i mean and that's great i would argue that's the one of the best romance being written right now and it's like yeah, there's I a lot agree, more yeah. like that in that genre. I think that we don't. Um, I think that we don't experience that. I don't think we dip our toes into that quite enough. Um, it's also hard because our uh, the provider of our translations and uh, popular things, you know, the our manga Reddit also is not really reading those. Uh, so, or at least those uh -huh. are not as popular as the other stuff. So, yeah. Uh, well, one of my favorites is uh, what is it, Fushimi. Uh, I forgot. It's it's an adult couple uh, yeah. relationship manga. I think they, I can relate to them more. So maybe maybe that's why. But I also feel like and there's the, a lot of those. A lot of those exist. So yeah, I, I think um, I think and of course my my take like all of our takes so far are hyperbolic for entertainment and discussion, right? But um, no, what I believe all of my no. takes one hundred percent. There's no but hyperbole in my takes. I I I do believe that uh a lot of these. Uh, mangaka can't for whatever reason can't write romance well uh -huh. i i truly believe that that I'll, most people can't um i think i it, think yeah i think shonen authors writing romance is the downfall of many if not all of them right a kaguya is one of the only shonen romances that has really worked 
Um, even Bro, stuff I, that I think is good. Like I, I think quintessential quintuplets was a ton of fun to read. I, I know I talk about that, how much I liked it a lot. That one ends when the girl is picked and the stuff after it is mm-hmm. fine. And the lead up to it is really good. I think that's a great series with good character writing, but yeah, it doesn't, it's not Rewa era, right? It ended before that <laughs> they got together and it ended. Um, I, yeah, I don't, there's, I, I will say I think Dan to Dan does a really good job of of romance for like an action comedy manga. Well, you know, and or... I think, yeah, and Dan to Dan, Dan to Dan does the smart thing of not, re- it's not really romance, right? It is, but it's not. It's just character development. And that's the smart way, that's the smart way to do romance, especially in Shonen, right? Mm-hmm. Is you don't, you don't go... I'm going to write a romance. You don't go, oh, Uraraka likes Deku and Deku likes her and it's a romance and they like each other and they're going to get together. That's Because that's when it gets bad. If you just say there is character development of this character is going to like and appreciate and befriend another one more and more, they're going to care about them after 40 chapters when they did not at chapter one. Like that's just character development. And that's what Dan to Dan does, right? Like there's not... I mean... I hate to say it's not romance because like it implicitly kind of is, but also it's, it's right. Like there isn't, it's not the primary show. They are not, uh, they are not courting, I guess is the main thing, right? Like they, the characters like each other and care about each other and, but they are not courting a romance. And so is it quote unquote romance or is it just character development? That's kind of what I'm talking about, but yeah, I mean, but, but that's the smart way to do it. Right. That's like, that's what good romance, good romance is just two characters developing from two separate into like a single, you know, maybe not into a single character, but you know, you a, a, feel, a convergence of characters. Yeah. Right. A convergence of character development where they start from where they don't know about each other or they don't like each other or they don't want to date each other into a point where they both care and love and whatever else. Right. That's what I we're seeing agree. with Dan to Dan, which yeah, is good. It, and like you said, it's it's developed in a way where it feels natural, and I think like uh, you can feel the chemistry off the page because it it's naturally built up through normal character development instead of a a romance where that's or, or like a primary genre romance where you know that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, either way, that, yeah, that's that's my take on it. I I I think I. I consumed uh, I consume a lot of romance manga as, as I do too. I really that. I really like romance. It's because I think when it's good, it has the best character writing that uh, you can read generally. I just I, and you know I like all genres, right? Um, I I just have an issue with romance because I feel like a lot of people don't do it well. And you know what? Maybe maybe I'm not reading the right shit. If you guys have any, recs, I think uh, throw I, on my way. I think a lot of your take is based, and a lot of me agreeing with it is based in the fact that we're generally primarily reading shonen romance right as opposed to right. shoujo or jose now i think shoujo and jose have their own issues i think and one of your hot takes is a lot about uh is i don't remember what it's about exactly but something about like wish fulfillment i think a lot of shoujo jose i'll look at the guys or read them in there and be like uh no people don't act like that ever that's wish fulfillment which i think happens on both sides um yeah, yeah that's my harem take uh yeah it's a, and i yeah I think, and i i think i think shoujo jose romance also has a kind of 
it's it's not as harmful as harem specifically but it definitely has more a fantasy wish fulfillment angle to it that tends to ignore reality as it exists um and that's in uh, and that's all of a, it right i was about to say it's a, it's a problem across the board it isn't as it isn't a specific it isn't everything in the genre there's exceptions of course like telework is great i don't think that's i don't think telework is problematic at all a little bit in the last chapter maybe but or two chapters ago but yeah i don't know but I, you know, I, 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 and I'm fine with the wish fulfillment. Um, and uh, uh, I'll just say what the hot take was. I think horror manga is is a form of escapism, like all manga. But I think it is more cringe than trash isekai. Uh, and I, I hate most horror manga. Um, yeah. I even cringe rankings. The, yeah, cringe rankings. That's my hot take. Horror manga is cringe, even more cringe than trashy sekai manga. Uh, I can't really think of any I like. I I will oh. counter. I'll counter and argue with this one. With will I? Is it realistic for me to be transported to another world where my extensive knowledge of World of Warcraft will give me power? No, there's a zero percent chance that happens. Could I maybe no. have two girls fighting over me? Like, yeah, maybe that's a possible. Pretty sure that probably happened in high school at some point, right? Like, you know, to most people have something like that happen. So I think yeah, in you, that in that regards, I would say that. I, I mean, I mean it's not harem, but build. I can't even keep well, a straight face while I argue this. If we're being honest, so <laughs> like, if if somebody only likes harem manga because they think it might happen to them, I, yeah, I feel not, like that's not, that's, not, that's not, a scary. I'm, not, I'm, I'm shaking my head. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I, I'm arguing in bad faith. I'm devil's advocate because it's funny. The, I, yeah. I, I I agree with you for a different... I, I think Harem is bad. I think it is trashy. Um, I think it can be fun at times. I thought Nisekoi was a fun time. That was also animated by Shaft, and so that was part of the reason I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, Her- I would say... I mean, Harem has the same kind of problem that these, like... I mean, they're essentially also Harems, right? These, like female-focused shoujo jose romance where there's two, you know, two or three guys chasing one girl, and which one will she choose? Um, they're all kind of the same fantasy of, oh, what if I just had lots of people to choose from that, they, that I could love or that loved me or whatever? Yeah. Gesundheit. Thank you. I should have turned off the mic. Oh, well. Um, they're both kind of fulfilling this, like, I mean, love is hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know... The, the fantasy of what if love was easy and what if the hardest part of love was choosing who you loved the most instead of finding anyone at all to love you or go on a date with you or be involved with you. I understand that. That's that's a fantasy that most people have and can relate to of, boy, what if something that was really hard was just easy? I mean, it's the same. I mean, fantasy in general, right? What if what if well said, me yeah. being, being powerless in this world was suddenly powerful in another world in Isekai? What if... All of these things that tie me down to, you know, who you know, to who I am now, my family and my money. What if all of those were just gone and I was in a new world, right? These are all wish fulfillment fantasy things that I understand. Um, and they mm-hmm. all do have negative consequences of going too far or being too fantastical or disconnecting from reality so much that it harms, in the case of harem, you know, female people in general girls yeah whatever you want to say there they can be harmful so yeah i mean i it's fantasy is fantasy is a tough tightrope to walk i will say 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's it's interesting, right? Because you said you're right. Like all of this is kind of wish fulfillment in a way. Yeah. Like um, I it's it's it might be unfair of me to like read a chapter of One Piece and say that was amazing writing and then call something else cringe. Right. And it it is innately unfair. But the thing the, the fact of the matter is that when I read a horror manga, I, I feel when I read it, I, I feel like it's cringe because I feel like the author is like trying to pander to a specific type of person to the lonely and, otaku i mean that's yeah, yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right i mean those harem those harem series are meant to draw in lonely men lonely mm-hmm. guys who will buy figures who will be invested in their you know their choice their girl and not choosing a girl is you know choosing the wrong girl this happened with uh quintessential quintuplets also right like even though one of the girls was chosen, I would still, if I had a conversation with someone, I'd be like, oh yeah, she wouldn't be the one that I would choose. I would have chosen this other, I would have chosen Itsuki, right? Or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I, and again, it's all subject. Like if you're doing a, it in, say, in a healthy way. Like, yeah, there's um, a level of that that's okay. The I think your issue and probably my issue too and most people's issue is how widespread and pervasive the harem genre is in general. I mean, there's at any given time tons of these being either published in anime or manga or whatever and the ones that i i mean like i'm trying to think are there any quality harems i would say i like mm-hmm. i think the bakamono guitar series counts as a harem even though it breaks a lot of the tropes of harems and i think that's amazing that's one one of if not my favorite anime of all time um i think quintessential quintuplets subverts the harem tropes a little bit but also plays uh, into them straight up uh I have, I, I have but i think one. it's well written and i don't think it's harmful in what it does generally so those two i'm sure there's others but i can't i'd have to spend some time thinking about it i like Orin high school host club um i also i think it's a subversion on the harm genre in general uh and it's, it's not kinda, it, it, it's it, just it ends- it's just a gender swap but <laughs> No, you're wrong. Um, it 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 is. Uh, it's it's well written. It's it's a good comedy, and she ends up with one person at the end. Um, yeah. It the host club is is more so. It's it is a reverse harem, but it none of them really like her, you know, and she doesn't really like any of them. Ex- well, there's to one star. Right? I mean, doesn't every harem star like? Oh, not all of them, but no, none of them like some of them. Uh, I mean. to two two characters of the seven like her. So the only only plot point is kind of a love triangle yeah um, i mean i'm thinking but, of quintessential quintuplets like the girls do not all like him immediately they all like come to like him after a while like about halfway through the series so that's like again that's why i i will praise that series for being better than other harem stuff but yeah yeah and uh, yeah that's why i think Orin high school is not really a high, like none of them ever like the ones who don't like her aside from the two i mentioned uh never like her romantically you know right uh, right yeah uh and vice versa but either way uh i i think uh my issue with harem trash isekai whatever it it could be uh is is and the reason i find it cringe is not because i think people who consume this media are cringe and like they're if they're feeling lonely or if they would like a a different world i'm not like (laughs) escapism is healthy right like fine to a degree yeah i mean yeah to a degree again escapism fantasy it's a it's a tightrope it's a tightrope act to clarify what i find cringe is when an when i can see past the veil too much and i can see that the author's intent is surface level 
Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I, I agree with yeah. you there. I do think there is an issue where you can tell the author is the author is putting themselves in the story in the main characters thing and saying, wow, I wish, what if, you know, it would be a dream if all these different types of girls or people liked me or whatever. Yeah. And I think, and I do think that is, is harder for me to stomach than something where it is a the main characters or the characters are clearly separated from the author. That's rare, but it does happen. So. And I think this ties back around to your bleach uh, take, right? Like, I think the issue, a big issue we have is that we can tell that the author is is trying to sell and not trying to. It's a it's a it's a creation meant to sell product. And majority, I think yeah. The bleach clones that do it well uh, have interesting parts, None or like do it well. love put into it. Uh, like, I think even bleach had had good parts, right? But yeah, I think yeah. the worst the worst of it is when they go back into the status quo and you can see the intent of, of where it feels like it's playing it safe and pushing product, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a, a frustrating thing. So you mentioned something about Oran host high school club or whatever that I was thinking uh -huh. about with quintessential quintuplets. So let me ask the question. Do you think if a harem or harem adjacent romance story, do you think if it ends with the choice of a single character, does that redeem it at all, as opposed to a full harem ending? Yes. Okay. I am. In my I'm, opinion, in my opinion, yes. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I, I think that there. I think that ending a harem story with a harem ending is the one. It's a cop out, especially when a lot of the fun is choosing the person you're rooting for and hoping they win. When everybody wins, mm -hmm. nobody wins, and that's not fun. Right. Um, alternately, it brings back a little bit of the reality to the fantasy of hey i mean i know that there's people who are who are poly or whatever that have those kinds of relationships that's it's exceedingly uncommon and most people consuming these are going to stick with one you know one romantic partner and or so zero. <laughs> yeah, or zero yes most of us will be sticking with zero romantic partners um but i do think that having the quote unquote reality of, Hey, I just actually have to choose one of these people who I like the most by the end of it redeems them a little bit, right? Shows you that, okay, it was all fantasy. You know, you had fun juggling nine girls, but in the end, you know, we're, we're going to bring it back to reality. He does have to choose the one he likes the most, et cetera, et cetera. So. Uh, I, I think it, it makes it better for sure. And yeah. actually I, I thought of one more harem that I actually liked a lot and he picked a girl at the end. Uh, I, you might have uh, read it. It's called The World God Only Knows. I have heard of it. I've seen some of the anime, I think, but I have not read it. Uh, yeah, it's good. It, basically, he it's kind of like a Persona-esque plot where he makes the girls fall in love to with him. He's like a, a, a gamer, right? Like he, he likes no one has no friends, uh, mm -hmm. But which sounds like a shitty character, but he's entertaining and fun. Um, at the end, uh, spoileronies, fellas. He picks uh, he picks. The don't say who he picks. Don't say who he picks. Don't ruin. That's that's too much. I'll tell you later. I guess I'll tell you later. Um, okay. He picks someone he, who, whatever. Uh, it, it caused a shit show, but I thought that was a really good ending. You know, I thought that yeah. was a, a ballsy ending, and I I like the character he picked for a different reason aside from like best girl type art. Right. You right. know what I mean. I um, I respect because um, quintuplets did this also. I think. 
did not pick the girl that I was rooting for while I was reading it, but I thought it was the correct choice in retrospect. The headphones girl is who everyone is rooting for, right? Miku is the probably the most popular. Yes. She I think she, yeah, she was first and then it was the older, I don't remember other names, but they all start with the the cuz they're literally named like one like 1 2 3 4 and then something else on their name cuz mm. it's yo cuz yotsuba is 4 and i think yot yot or yotsu is 4 i don't know anyways yeah it is itsuki is 5 miku is 3 or is miku 2 i don't remember anyways yeah yeah so anyways yeah harem bad isekai also bad worse if in my opinion but but yeah, uh, at, at the end of the day, I, I think this is just a symptom of me finding uh, the authors that generally write this genre to be bad at doing it. Yeah. And, I and think, again, I think, well, yeah. I don't know how many. Uh, I'm sure there are some. I've never read a shoujo or jose harem. I know they exist. Uh, my guess is they're about the same as the, you know, as yeah. the male lead female harem. You know, it's going to be the same kind, the same kind of wish fulfillment, at least. Uh, and. Yeah, uh, let, let's hear uh, one more from you. And I have one uh, one I read that I think we should just briefly discuss at the end. Okay. But um, um, go I'm going to do one that I will hear no arguments on, and that's that JoJo is not a well-written series. I don't care if he's a Discovery writer or not. That series is all over the place and dog shit, and the powers are random, and there is no consistent anything, and the story is all over the place. Um, I will hear no arguments, so let me go on to the last... Uh, the last one. Uh, let me see. Man, we talked a little bit on the on the podcast in the past about how I don't think any manga makes a good anime, with very, very, very few exceptions. Um, I think or better. You mean? No, even good. I even I good. I do not think that an anime That's improves a, a manga. I I can count the number of times that it has on one or two hands. Um. In general, the original version of the art is is the best version, in my opinion. I'll go with the very last one I wrote here, because I think it's the most... Uh, it ties into a lot of what we've been talking about with the industry stuff. Um, I think Weekly Shonen Jump, and that's uh, Shueisha, the fact that they own so much of the, at least monetarily and sales figure-wise, the fact that they own so much of the manga industry hurts the industry a lot. That might not necessarily be a hot take, but that is a something I don't hear people talking about. I don't hear people talking about breaking up Shueisha or something like that, right? In, in the way that, uh, you know, the DC of the 90s who almost put Marvel out of business was kind of mm-hmm. talked about, right? Like, it's it's almost that level. I mean, we look at sales stuff every week and pretty much every single week, at the at least five and at most ten or maybe at most nine of the top 10 best-selling series are all owned by the same company. Um, and if you look at the top 20, 30, 40 series, it usually gets even higher, right? It's usually looking at somewhere between 65 to 85% of the highest manga sales, which is the majority of the mo- of the money in manga, is going to a single entity, is going to Shueisha, right? I think mm-hmm. that and this kind of ties back again to like we were talking about with sales and like we were talking about with bleach clones. Um, 
that causes, especially, specifically Weekly Shonen Jump, right? The biggest single manga publisher magazine around. It causes them to not take risks. And that means that we get a lot of bad series in WSJ. And I think WSJ is looking for the next Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen, right? They are looking for the next Bleach clone. This is why we get Dor- Dororan or whatever. That was a Bleach clone also. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. why we get... Stuff that's just not good because they go, whoa, this looks like, you know, this checks all the same boxes that Demon Slayer, that Jujutsu Kaisen, that, you know, Bleach or whoever have checked in the past. If we take a bet on this and it turns out as good as those, we've made millions of dollars or billions of yen or whatever you want to say. And so they, they don't take risks. WSJ will never... They will quote me on this. They will never find something as good as as Full Metal Alchemist or her new thing, Yomi no Sugai. They will never find something like that because they are not. They are not looking for quality. They are looking for what's going to make them the most money. What could be a smash hit? What's going to make a good anime in two to three years if it gets picked up? Um, and I I think that harms the overall. If you ask someone's opinion on anime of the last year or two, I guarantee you they can't talk about three series without bringing up something that came from, from Shueisha, right? They're going to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, um, Spy Family, Chainsaw Man, right? All of these are, are Shueisha. Um, you have to pretty much go to Attack on Titan as like a really big series before you get to something that isn't Shueisha as far as like a big money-making uh, series. So anyways... Basically, they're 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 nearing. They aren't a monopoly because I don't know the actual percent that they actually sell, though it is a lot. But I just think that their their corner and their reach, and especially their reach when it comes to anime adaptations, because if you are published by Shueisha for more than two or three years and you sell pretty well, you get an anime like almost without fail, um, and they have the money to just do that. And other things do not when maybe other things could or should be getting anime anyways i i just think that they're it is a problem that shuisha owns all of the largest selling thing on you know all of the largest you know modern especially in the last five or ten years they own all of that and i think it's a problem that they aren't really investing in smaller stuff i think that they they used to with jump plus I don't think Jump Plus of the last year or two has been as daring as it was previously with stuff like Fire Punch. Um, I would... This is a complicated one, right? Because you have a lot of good points. And I talked uh, for like five minutes. So it, yeah. <laughs> it, it, to address it, I all in all, I would disagree. I think they're a net positive to the industry, but your points are not incorrect. You're completely right. Uh, they do stifle creativity in order to make more money, but uh they have the what they what they have are consistent products to capture a certain audience and i think there's a reason why a lot of a lot of people got into anime and manga through stuff like dragon ball yu yu hakusho nowadays maybe uh demon slayer is huge you know jj a lot of people got in with jjk or chainsaw man now yeah it's just uh they they streamline and make this product while uh, it doesn't have like a lot of heart it it might sell incredibly well you know what and it, it it captures a young audience who didn't know a medium like this existed 
uh, into invest in investing more. I think in the West uh, for sure. That's true. in the yeah. West. I think that's less West. true in Japan where they still make the majority of their money. But yeah, in the West for sure, they are more responsible for introducing people to anime with the fact that they make what is essentially Marvel. They're they're kind of the Disney slash Marvel of uh, of manga and anime, right? Mm-hmm. They're that they don't take the big risks. They make the generic. They they're formulaic. Right, Marvel movies have this formula. These they're all kind of samey, even when they're a little bit different. Like, oh, uh, this Doctor Strange movie is a horror movie. Like, no, it isn't. It's just another Marvel movie. Right? Like, right. sorry, this this new Shonen in in Weekly Shonen Jump is completely different. It has horror influences. No, it doesn't. It's just Bleach all over again. Sorry, it's the same formulaic thing. So, and and, I, and we've talked about my disdain for Marvel. And Disney in general, so I have the same sorts of feelings for uh, what WSJ is doing. I just wish, I wish that money was allocated to other, better, smaller, more brave, more pioneering type publications. But I think that, I think that all artists feel that way, right? I'm not calling myself yeah. an artist, but I think all people who are involved in an art scene know that the the money goes to the wide, broad appeal. Not the people who are really pushing the medium, not the people who are really doing the best work, but the people who are doing good work in a wide-reaching way. And so that's kind of, I understand it, and I'm, I I don't think this is the, too much of a hot take. Um, my Maybe my big hot take is just break up Shueisha. I think Shueisha should be made into two different publishers. Um, that might fix the problems right there, who knows? Uh, probably it would just lead to whoever gets the weekly shonen jump half it has all the big stuff and the other mm-hmm. half has everything else um but i mean they have six or seven magazines right i mean there's there's they have a monthly one they have they have monthly they have maybe not a bi-weekly but they have another just separate one that does more romance stuff and anyways yeah i, I don't I, know i think i think at the end of the day right you, it's it this this puts butts in seats um it's it's like there's a reason we the two of us went to go see Doctor Strange and we didn't see Marriage Story in theaters, right? Like, uh, yeah. it's I I think the money for a multitude of reasons is just not there for either things that are too artsy or things that are pushing a genre because yeah, that's always inherently a risk. Um, and I I agree, it's a shame. It's a shame that uh, because like we were talking about, there's a reason why people make trashy sekai or easy romance manga. It's it's because it's safe. It, it sells well and you're not you're not taking too much of a risk putting one in your magazine right at the, at the very worst it'll be a middling sales number um and yeah that's it's it's a shame but you're right it it happens with all art yeah i i just i have a it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when i think of shueisha and of weekly shonen jump as the sort of bastion of that generic middling action marvel-esque type stuff but on the other hand, they publish Akane Banashi, which is amazing and artsy and artistic, and I love it, so I can't be too mad. Um, did yeah, you have one great. more, or do you want to look at other trash takes? Uh, this is this is the one I got from that thread, uh, oh, and okay, I think okay. I think uh, if you're good with it, we can we can talk on this one and wrap it up. Yes. Um, is this like a true trash take, like like a really bad trash take? Because I, um, no, it's an interesting one. Okay. Uh, because I don't know. I think I know where you'll fall on it, but I don't know if everyone will align on this one because it's worded a little bit uh 
interestingly, and I'm I'm just going to abridge it for this. Uh, basically, they said if you haven't gone back and watched slash or read older anime or manga, then your opinion does not matter as much as someone who has. What do you think on that? I have to tie this back to something we were talking about. I have had this conversation mm-hmm. about Lord of the Rings with with my aunt who I was talking my aunt who I was talking about previously um because I have not read Lord of the Rings because when I tried to read Lord of the Rings it is not written in a way that jives with me and it is not a modern does not have modern prose um I would say it de- when you say their opinion quote unquote mm-hmm. I think it depends on what opinion they are providing um I think if they're saying something like Chainsaw Man is the best anime ever made, then yeah, their opinion is less valuable if they have not seen, uh, you know, Cowboy Bebop or Trigun or even Steins Gate, right? Which is 15 years old this year, by the way. Um, and I, I assume I can, I can reword it in this way, right? Does consuming older media or older whatever within a genre... M- I think it informs an opinion more, but does yes. it make an opinion in general when speaking towards something more valuable than someone who has not consumed a media? Like if, it's if hard, I wrote it, yeah. yeah. It's hard to if, say because you can say some things without, if you had only watched anime starting in, I don't know, 2015. Say, so, oh, I started in 2015. I only watched new stuff. Or maybe you've gone back and watched, you know, Attack on Titan. But, you know, they haven't seen Cowboy Bebop and they haven't seen the original Evangelion and they haven't seen, you know, I don't know, Gunbuster, Diebuster, uh, mm-hmm. any any of those kind of old good shows. They haven't seen the original Gundam. Um, you, it, it, again, it just kind of depends on what, what, what they are saying because you can say, oh, I just don't like those. I think the art is bad, you know, or old stuff just looks bad. And I would, again, I I would say... Have have you seen Cowboy Bebop? It's like literally still one of the most gorgeous shows around. Um, have you seen like some of the stuff that the Yoshinari brothers did in uh, in Evangelion or any of the robot stuff? It's really good. Um, and I think the intent of this poster was to talk about credibility, right? So say like some yeah. something we haven't read, like Undead Unlocked, just a random example. We haven't yep. read it. Uh, if one post from someone who said, oh, I've watched uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes. I've watched Yu Yu Hakusho. I've watched, like, all, here's my resume of stuff I watched. I did not like it. And if someone else says, I've watched a bunch of recent things, and uh, I've watched all of this, a uh, ton of anime, and I loved it. Um, not knowing either of these people, in my mind, I would lend more credibility to someone who has explored more of the medium. It's kind of like how I feel about Art, I don't know. right? You can't yeah. you, you can't just look at modern art, or you can't just read books that came out in the two thousands. You know, like there's a lot of good stuff back. You know, it, I mean, in that example, in that example, it's tough for me because I don't know. I've read a lot of people with really shitty tastes that have also seen Cowboy Bebop, right? Like that. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think watching good things necessarily means you have good taste. Uh, so in in your example, I. In your example, I do not think that consuming older media necessarily makes your 
like recommendation or review opinion any more valid. Um, I think you could only watch stuff from the last five or six years and see some of the best animation we've ever seen on screen in anime. Some of, I mean, I think you could only read manga from the past eight or 10 years and see some of the best writing we've ever seen. Um, but the second you come at we with an opinion about anything that ends with of all time or, or it uses the word influential or uses, you know, best or better than old or I, you know, anything like that, then it kind of falls apart when you haven't fully explored the, um, when you haven't fully explored the medium or the genre. Now, that being said, no one can ever fully explore anime or manga. And there's just because someone, if someone has consumed all the same series I have and they've watched uh, or, or read Astro Boy right from the 1950s, that doesn't suddenly mean that their opinions or tastes matter more, just that they've mm-hmm. gone and read more about it. I, yeah, it's, it's I, tricky, I understand. Right? It is tricky because I, I understand what this person is saying. This person is saying there's all these new fucking kids reading, you know, getting into anime. All the kids are into anime and I hate them and they have shit tastes because I don't like anything that's come out because I don't watch anime anymore because I read manga. And I understand that feeling. Because I am, I am that guy to a degree. Now I am not that guy because I love that more people are watching anime and reading manga. Um, Me too. But I do think that people who think that Jujutsu Kaisen is like the best thing ever, or like so, or people that think that Demon Slayer storytelling is good, I would say no, you you are wrong. And I can point you to older series that have much better stellar storytelling that are similarly uh, similarly set up, but. And I think that's why it was such a hot take, because it innately comes off as kind of ageist, right? It's like... Well, and very, uh, yeah, very superior as I have... I know better. I have seen these old things, and I am an old guard. It's, it is, yeah. That is a, that person is 35 to 45. Uh, They had to pirate Evangelion in the... In the early 2000s, on VHS from a friend, they struggled yeah. and were made fun of. I've I've met and talked to these people. I know these people who are covetous I, of their fandoms. Right? They think that they had to struggle and they liked it first. It's the very hipster thing of I, I mean, liked it first. That, I liked the old me, stuff. Right? Technically, that's me. I just don't have an elitist attitude about it. But um, I I I, I do see some like the the reason is I think there was some good discourse over. Like not not like oh you haven't watched this not just me fucking casual your opinion doesn't matter um I think the discourse over like if you think about someone who who reads a lot and they give criticism on a book but they haven't read anything before 2010 I think that innately makes them lose a little bit of credibility in in, in whatever way whereas I like if they if they say that to you I I think a little yeah, bit of credibility is reading's lost a little opinion. different in my opinion because they're the diversity and presence of books even in a 13 year span is if someone told me I will not read a book prior to 2010 I would say you will never run out of books to read and there will always be good books there's probably a good book being published every maybe not every day but I would say every like week there's probably a really good book coming out every every week or two you could read a good book um I don't think anime and manga quality comes quite that fast um Especially because you're building things a chapter or an episode at a time, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I I understand the angle because if someone comes at me with like, if someone comes at me with like, oh, the you know, 
the greatest mech battle ever was in, you know, the newest Gundam, Witch from Mercury, I would be like, no. Have you seen Evangelion? Like, have you seen uh, Giga Skybreaker Galaxy Spin? Have you seen Ten- Tengen Topogurin Lagan? Which is not even that old. I guess Tengen, no, it's like 14 years old now, but... Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's one of those things where... I don't know, yeah, exactly. The second, you, again, it's I, I have a problem the second anyone tries to make a claim of best of all time or can't be beat or this is amazing or, you know, this is so good, this is the best I... Anything that's, that says this is the top without a breadth of consumption is is, I'm always going to push back on that with... You need to watch more. You need to go back and consume some older stuff. I mean, so you think it's mostly when when it comes to hyperbole or generalizing, right? That then, or not even not even hyperbole or generalizing, but any claim that some someone that's only consumed recent things that something is the best or the top, which I guess is maybe a, a version of hyperbole. Like I has man, I I think that the issue for me. Is it's not that they only because I, I feel like you can consume a lot of high quality stuff. That's great, right? But yes. I feel like you, if you're going to do a criticism or you're, you're, I think influence matters a lot, right? Influence and author mindset and intention intention matters a lot. And mm. I think there's a lot of historical stuff that influence modern stuff that yes, and that gonna... matters in terms of criticism or discourse regarding any kind of art, you know? So that's, yes. I think that's where I stand. On I'm, yeah. I'm going to go find a tweet I sent because uh, a couple of weeks ago, someone had a thing and they were asking about, I don't remember, I'm going to try to find it. Um, they were talking about nineties anime versus two thousands anime. And I, had a discussion with them where I talked about there is a um this is maybe something we'll bring up later there is a time in anime that happens around 2005 2006 sort of 4 5 6 7 8 like right around in that area where anime kind of swaps from being older into more modern um, and pretty much, I would say everything past 2008, I would call a modern anime. Um, they all sort of have the same season breakdown. So, for instance, um, Clanid is comes out in 2005. I would kind of call that a classic. Uh, three years later, thought. three years later, Steinsgate comes out. I would call Steinsgate a modern anime, um, even though it's only three years newer. Right. Uh, I I would consider something like Gurren to be like I Gurren feel Lagan. Modern. I would consider modern because Gurren Lagan yeah. I think was two thousand nine or ten, maybe eleven even. But oh, was it? Okay. Yes. Um. But again, like, but Evangelion is classic and is you know from a previous era. Evangelion is classic. Cowboy Bebop, Trigun. Those those are classics. Those are mm-hmm. you know from an older section. Um. So what I would say is that if you've only consumed things from the modern era, from 2008 on, I would say, first of all, that I do think you're missing a lot of good stuff. Um, and I do think that those there are lots of those kinds of people. I think there are less people, I mean, there definitely they exist, um, but there are less people that talk about, uh, you know, the last four or five years than there are people who go, oh, you know, oh, I started watching, you know, 2011, 2012, 
Um, and I've only watched, you know, modern stuff. And if you've only considered sort of modern or postmodern is probably not the right word, but if you've only considered um, modern stuff, post-2008, 2007, 2008, um, you are missing a lot and you cannot talk about anime as a whole because the 80s and 90s specifically were very important. Now, prior to that time, I would say there's not a whole lot of good quality anime, right? Like prior to probably 1984, maybe even 86, 87, um, in 1987, you get Akira, which I think is a must watch for anybody. Okay, here we go. I found it. But then you get stuff like from back in the day, like Legend of Galactic Heroes, which is still lauded as like the best political anime of all time. Yeah, but that's lauded for its writing. That is not a well animated show. I have seen the clips. Um, right, right. Yeah. So here's here's my uh, somebody tweeted. People often talk about modern versus classic anime or manga. What's the dividing line for you? And I said, 2006 to 2008 is a big shift in anime style, approach of studios. Um, check out this. 2006 is Haruhi, Ergo Proxy, Gintama starts, Higurashi, Nana, Welcome to the NHK, Death Note, Code Geass. So that is like, those are kind of a toss-up between classic and modern, I would say, right? Do you think Death Note is a classic or is Death Note modern? Both. Kind of both, yeah. I, I, would, I, I, think I, I, I would, don't know, yeah. Yeah, I think I would probably call it classic, but if you wanted to call it modern, I, I wouldn't debate about it too much. Here's 2007, right? In 2007, you get Clanid, Lucky Star, Darker Than Black, Claymore. Um, and this is where it's kind of like, okay... Maybe they're more classic. Darker Than Black feels very modern to me. Claymore feels a little more classic. Claymore is really just girls berserk, right? That's an old style thing. In 2008, yeah. you get Spice and Wolf, Soul Eater, Toradora, Clanted Afterstory, uh, Natsumi's Book of Friends, Tetsuan Birdie, Decode, To Love Rue, Black Butler, Index, uh, 2009, where I think truly modern anime, anything nine or newer is truly modern, right? In, in 09, we get... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Red Line, the Monogatari series starts. Um, anything in 09 to me is modern, and there's kind of that transition period in 06 to 08 where it's like, okay, Death Note kind of feels classic and Clanted feels classic, but Darker Than Black feels modern. That's kind of that transition period. So I would say, tying this back to if you haven't watched any older things, if you haven't watched anything classic, so pre-2006, um, there is still good stuff, but I will say that I do think that the change from classic to modern in starting in about 2008, 2009, um, modern anime is in general, beat for beat, uh, story for story, episode for episode, is just better on average, right? The average anime airing today is better than the average anime that aired, what, 20 years ago in 2003, right? I think that's true. So I don't think that they are missing... I don't think they are missing as much context as you might think if they are from sort of 2009 on. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that quality has generally gone up, but I, I think the ones, uh, I, the things that influence, like the animal houses influence the party genre in all movies, even even the ones that are better than it now, right? I, I feel like there's a lot of value to the Dragon Balls of the world. Um, and mm-hmm. I think you don't have to read them, but I think your opinion on that genre would be more valid if you did. Yes. I mean, um, this is this is literally the argument of 
how valid is my opinion on high fantasy if I have not read Lord of the Rings? And that's the same. How valid is your opinion on Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer if you have not read Bleach? Because if you had read Bleach first, your opinion on those might be lower. You've seen this before. So, yeah, I, there's definitely something to be said of reading the original. Now, I would also argue that the first version of a sort of well-iterated-on trope or thing is often not the best. I do not think The Lord of the Rings is the most well-written fantasy story ever. I don't. I, there are probably some people that would argue that, but I, I think it mm-hmm. is the most influential but it is not the best. In the same way that I would argue that Bleach is not the best, or even even Yu Yu Hakusho is not it, really the best. In of my its, opinion, it is the best. Yu Yu Hakusho uh, might be, but you know, Bleach, the big one, is not the best. I, I would say something like Chainsaw Man, which is a high school-aged kid that deals with demons. It is actually the same Bleach thing, right? Chainsaw Man is, is better than that. Um, there are new iterative versions that are better, and I don't... It's hard because I don't think that my I don't think my opinion on Chainsaw Man being influenced by something like Bleach is affected too much by not having read all of Bleach. Yeah, but I think you get something out of it because in you my do. eyes it's, you, there it, is, it's like yeah, there's more perspective. It, for me, Chainsaw Man is like One Punch Man in where it subverts a lot of the genre it's inspired by. And if you had not watched a superhero show before, or you're not, you're just not into superhero stuff, I think you'll miss a lot of what makes One Punch Man really good. That's true. It's, yeah, I do think that's true. Yeah. This is why, yeah, uh, I especially on One Punch Man, I don't like people recommending that as a first or early anime because I think One Punch Man plays with the sort of hero genre a lot. And if you don't have experience there, you don't get to experience, you don't get to get those jokes. You don't laugh at it. You don't really understand it. Although one punch man also deals with Western superheroes and stuff like that. So, but I think it's yeah, a little, I, I'd reckon to like a Marvel fan, you know, I think that's a good rec for like a, well, or it would be like if you've never seen a Marvel movie and you watch the boys, is that going to make as much sense no. to you? No, but that it's, it's a little bit different talking about influences as opposed to like a subverting a genre in the way that the boys in One Punch Man do, right? So I haven't, I mean, I've read a good chunk of high fantasy and I have not read Lord of the Rings and I can still see the Lord of the Rings influence on things like Aragon, uh, the Bulgariad is one if, if people are looking for stuff to kind of look at. Those are all very, those are all just Lord of the Rings by a different name, Right. Um, yeah, and I'd say Lord of the Rings is a little, it's a little interesting because you've watched the movies, right? Everyone has. I have seen the movies, um, yeah. Although, yeah, so. So, so I, yeah, I, I, I still don't know where I fully stand. I kind, I kind of agree with this guy, to be honest. I'm, I, but I'm not a boomer who hates young people. I, I just I think I, yeah. that influences and old things matter. You don't have to be young or old to consume them. You can, you can be 15 right now and uh, go watch some old stuff. And I, I think you're, I think you're still I think that matters. I think that's good, right? I think I will say here. I'll I'll give this one. If you're if you're one of these people that we're talking about that has only seen anime past you know 2009, 2011, 2012, you think you've gone back and watched this stuff. Here's what you're gonna go watch. You're gonna go back and you're gonna watch Akira from 19, I think 87 or 84. I think 87. Um, you will see animation in there that is just amazing. Um, 
basically we're going to send you on the cyberpunk run, right? You're going to watch uh, Ghost in the Shell. I think that's 93 or 94. Again, animation, stellar, amazing. Cowboy Bebop, cyberpunk again, I would argue. Uh, you're going to watch Jinro, The Wolf Brigade, and you're going to cry your ass off, and you're going to see one of the best written anime stories I've ever seen. Um, Trigun, you could you could go watch. That's a little bit goofier, uh, and I don't love the end of the Trigun anime, but it's a it's a a, a certified classic from the nineties. Uh, what else? In the nineties way, but in, it I, is in early on 90s. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I like but it. The I manga like is too. So I, I just finished the first twenty chapters or so. Um, what I else? Th- what else from I the nineties or pre two thousand eight two thousand six era? Do you think people should go watch if they're looking for something to watch? Uh, watch a Yu Hakusho. show. I I I, mm-hmm. I truly think it, the animation is is nineties old, but it's still it has like good animation at times, and I think it does it 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 does it better. It, it does its character story everything better than um most everything that tries to mimic it, uh, unless I'm forgetting something. And uh, it like Dragon Ball, it popularized the tournament arc. So mm, yep, yeah, check it out. Yeah, there's still lots of good stuff. And I definitely think, again, it all matters on what your hot take is when you bring up modern versus classic anime to whether I think you're a dog shit idiot who needs to go watch Evangelion. Uh, That's another good one that everyone... Evangelion is one of those ones that I think is... I think Cowboy Bebop and Evangelion are the two things that if you are an anime fan, you have to go watch those. Yeah. You have to. You You uh, just have to. And last thought on all this... uh, we were being hyperbolic on a lot of stuff because it's more fun. And like all discourse, it's, it's more fun to have strong opinions on things, but uh, yeah, none of your opinions on stuff are invalid. So if you like something, keep liking it. Uh, yes. Just because I hate harm shit and you like it uh, doesn't mean I'm right. You might be right. Who knows? There is no right or wrong in opinions. You are allowed to like what you like. You like harem uh, and you're a lonely 30 year old neck beard. All power to you, bro. We're happy to have you. Donate to my Patreon. Yeah, you, 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 you just took my point, and then you shit on them, and I like it's that. Hot t- it's the hot take special. Yeah. It's the hot take special yeah. guy. You can't, can't give him a moment to let up. Are you yeah. a lonely, harem-loving, 30-year-old neckbeard? Pay, Pay me three dollars a month. Pay me three dollars a month, and maybe maybe the next episode I will give you a compliment instead of absolutely shitting down your throat. Um, yeah, it's not it's not bad being parasocial if you pay us money, right? <laughs> uh. uh no, but uh, yeah, uh, give us your hot takes. If if you think of anything, just uh, yeah. hit us up. You know, where hit me up on Twitter, WGB Manga, or if you're a Patreon, leave a comment on the Patreon. Find one of my YouTube videos and say, "Hey, I just listened to your hot take special, and I want you to know that everything you said was wrong, and here's mathematical evidence proving all of it wrong." I would love to see that. That would we'd have a follow up apology video. Twit longer. I'm and sorry for everything I said on the hot take special. <laughs> Nothing was correct. All of my sales figures from Wikipedia are wrong. And uh, yeah, I I don't really have any public social media because I don't want to face the consequences of my actions. You can so. absolutely tweet at Gautam, at, at WGB Manga, this tag is for G-Dog. And I will, <laughs> I will read it off to him so that he sees it. <laughs> No, I just want to say stuff without having to face the consequences. Be a cog in the machine without taking any of the repercussions. I understand. Yeah, the dream. Dream. So yeah. All righty. Cool. That's Uh, that's uh that's the hot take special, you guys. That's that's two hours of absolutely demolishing things that you love and that I love. I feel a little defeated right now. How do you feel? I feel like there's something that I really love in anime and manga, and it's like I feel bad about it right now. 
I feel fucking great. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I think my shit opinions are still mine, um, and no no one can change that because I refuse to change. Yes, same. Yeah. Uh, can you no, change? It, I'm gonna look and can you change my mind on any of these? Uh, I, I, JoJo's I, the only one. I haven't I haven't consumed all of JoJo, so my take on that is is limited. But yeah, I I feel good mainly because I know I like what I like, and if if I shit on anything, you guys, you the audience have liked. Um, just remember my take on Death Note, and you'll realize <laughs> I have shit taste too. So, uh, and yeah. just remember my take on One Piece not actually being the best anything, and. And and I'll I'll freak out about that personally. Keep, keep in mind, no I still love One Piece a lot. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll cut this off before it gets any darker or any hotter. Um, again, if you want Twitter at WGB Manga, Patreon is the same. Patreon.com/slash/WGBManga. Feel free to donate if you really really have a hot take that you want to express. Really, the best way to do that is to is to subscribe for $3 a month on Patreon. It's very easy. It's very cheap. It costs the same amount as it does to read manga on Weekly Shonen Jump, and you should not be giving them money, because as I mentioned, they are a conglomerate Disney evil corporation. You should be giving money to me, the little man, um, and I'll split it, $1.50 with me and Gautam. But yeah, go check those out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, that's that. Adios. See you, fellas. One last hot take. All weebs are degenerates. Goodbye. <laughs> That's just a true take. That's true, yeah.